Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Hello, beloved family. How are you doing? I pray that you're well, always, always, and you had a beautiful weekend. It's quite beautiful here in Beloit, um, Kansas, so I'm thrilled to be here. We love this town. I can't tell you that enough. The people are wonderful. The bishop, the priests, just wonderful. So I'm, we're happy campers. Um, and uh, we are in a house and um, we are moving forward. Uh, we're going to begin to make plans to build a small monastery. And when we have those plans together, um, I'll let you know and we'll show you the design. And we're very, very thrilled. So many of you have um, written and supported us with your prayers and your gifts and your um, wonderful letters. I'm, I'm just so thrilled. Um, I do want to continue with our Bishop Fulton Sheen book, Victory Over Vice, but I'm getting so many um, emails and texts and calls on the vaccine that many, many who know uh, to not to take the vaccine um, yet are grieved about their families who are taking the vaccine, left and right, they say, and there's nothing they can do to convince them. Um, I came across an article, let's see now, it's um, uh, it's uh, lewrockwell.com, L-E-W, rockwell.com, uh, on the vaccine, written by an Israeli rabbi, Wiseman, um, and uh, it's titled, um, let's see, 31 Reasons um, Why I Will Not Take the Vaccine. And it's written just February 26, 2021, so just uh, less than two weeks ago. I'm going to read it to you um, because it's why I won't take the vaccine and, and many others who are informed. So number one, <clears throat> it is not a vaccine. Uh, and this is not the personal opinion of this rabbi, but the informed opinion of this rabbi who... Um, probably has been listening to many of the same sources and reading them uh, as we have. It's an, it is not a vaccine. A vaccine, um, by definition, provides immunity to a disease. This does not provide Im immunity to anything. In a best-case scenario, it merely reduces the chance of getting a severe case of a virus if one catches it. Hence, it is a medical treatment, not a vaccine. I do not want to take a medical treatment for an illness I do not have. That's quite mild. Others have said it is not a vaccine. It's a pathogen that's going to actually change your DNA. 
Number two, the drug companies, politicians, medical establishment, and media have joined forces to universally refer to this as a vaccine when it is not one, with the intention of manipulating people into feeling safer about undergoing a medical treatment. Because they are being deceitful, I do not trust them and want nothing to do with their medical treatment. Um, Um, you know what? I am remiss. I did not read through this. Um, I did not read through this before I started reading it to you, and that is my fault, but I'm already uh, concerned with it. Um, let me look up one other site, Children of God for Life. Um, is a very reliable uh, source for the vaccine, uh, for information on this vaccine. So it's Children of God for Life, and their website is COG, standing for Children of God, for F-O-R, life, L-I-F-E, dot org. Um, and it, it, there's an article here, End the Use of Aborted Children in Science. Uh, Children of God for Life is the pro-life worldwide leader in the campaign for ethical biomedical research and commerce that preserves the dignity of human life. And um, let me just see here for a moment. Okay. Um, Let's see now. Moderna, it says, now this is March 4th, Moderna, Um, We are happy to report that Moderna says they do not use fetal cell lines during the vaccine manufacturing or lot testing process. Um, Let me just see. Um, uh, There's too much here. I'm sorry. Um, much of it is video, and that's not going to help me help us with information. I think, uh, dear ones, that LifeSite News is staying on top of this um, uh, very well. And I, I utterly, let me just see this, I utterly, utterly trust their reporting. Um, hold on, this is not good for me to do this during the program. Um, I should have been ready with this. I I apologize on that. Um, okay, March. Um, the priest reflects on the morality of abortion-tainted COVID-19 vaccinations. Um, The author of the article is a priest who uses a pen name to keep his identity anonymous for the sake of prudence, given various circumstances at this time, and to keep the focus upon the content of the article, rather than having distracted attention being given to the author. And this is just um, three days ago. 
there is great confusion concerning the morality of using the abortion-tainted COVID-19 vaccines, such as those produced by Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. Much of this confusion stems from the various Vatican documents that have addressed the issue of abortion-tainted health interventions, corrections of the misapplication of the moral principles invoked in these documents are needed so that they may be properly understood and applied to the abortion-tainted COVID-19 issue at hand. All Catholics and men of goodwill must abhor abortion and the fact that many vaccines, including the tainted COVID-19 experimental vaccines, and they're all experimental, beloved, are abortion-tainted, whether actually containing aborted fetal cells or having been tested or developed through the abuse of stolen aborted fetal cells. The statement by um, Moderna is, is brand new. It doesn't apply to the past. Let us then examine the remote material cooperation analysis of Vatican documents which concern the moral um, licity of using abortion-tainted therapeutic interventions, and especially the abortion-tainted COVID-19 vaccines in question, such as the Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson products, despite the mistaken conclusions to the contrary in the Vatican documents, I propose, that is this priest, the author of the article, I propose to demonstrate that the COVID-19 vaccines still do not conform to the moral uh, licity principles and required conditions invoked in those documents. That is, when the moral argument is properly framed, understood, and applied. Um, um, Let us start by summarizing the Vatican position concerning the moral licity um, of so-called abortion-tainted vaccines. The Congregation congregation for the Doctrine... Now, I'm reading this, dear ones. I'm reading this article also for the first time with you on the air. I, I, I apologize for doing that. I should have read it um, previously. Um, but um, I, I do have a great deal of trust in in the staff of LifeSite News Um I've been with them, and I I think they are top. And LifeSite News is my number one news source. Um, and there are many people who are taking the vaccine who are not uh, concerned or even interested in the moral application or the connection with uh, aborted fetal cells. They're not interested in that. They're interested in protecting themselves. Um, uh, Many have said it's an act of charity to take that. I I don't see how using the product of murdered babies can be an act of charity um, at all myself. Um, And so I'm reading this uh, because we have an obligation to... um, to not use murdered babies, the fetal cells of murdered babies, babies murdered in their mother's womb. 
mm-hmm. we have an obligation as Catholics. It is not remote pars- participation. Um, it is a choice we have. So there's the music for our break, dear ones. And we'll be right back after the break. And after the next break, we'll take your calls, your emails, and your texts toll-free. The number is one 511 5483 or you can email at mother at the station of the cross.com we'll be right back the station of the cross appreciates the generosity of our supporters we are committed to keeping our donors accounts up to date if there have been changes made to your payment information Please call us so that we can update your account. 1-877-888-6279, extension 104. Or update your information online at thestationofthecross.com. Thank you for your generous support of Catholic Radio. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam, host of Mother Miriam Live. Like the Catholic Current and the many other programs that originate from the Station of the Cross, Divine Mercy in My Soul is all about the messages that Jesus revealed to St. Faustina. It is aired every Sunday morning at 11 Eastern and Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Or you can listen anytime to Divine Mercy in My Soul on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is at a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We are... um, just uh, almost at the beginning of an article on um, uh, a priest's reflection on the morality of abortion-tainted COVID-19 vaccines. And um, it was just written this past Friday or, or published on the LifeSiteNews.com website uh, on March 5th. And I'm going to continue from where we left off, beloved. Um, just back up one paragraph. Um, the author says, let us start by summarizing the Vatican position concerning the moralicity of so-called abortion-tainted vaccines. <clears throat> the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith has issued documents confirming, affirming the position that based on the principle of remote material cooperation with evil, 
one can morally accept the use of abortion-tainted therapeutic interventions such as vaccines to neutralize a health threat if all of the following necessary conditions are met. There are four of them. Number one, if there is no available morally untainted therapeutic intervention that neutralizes the proposed health threat. Two, there must exist a proportionate cause for using an abortion-tainted therapeutic intervention based on the risks involved. Three, there must exist an actual grave threat to your health or that of others if you were to refrain from taking the proposed abortion-tainted therapeutic intervention. Four, one must oppose the abortion therapeutic intervention. All of these conditions must be met in order for the use of an abortion-tainted product, such as a vaccine, to be considered morally licit. And thus, all all that is necessary for one to prove the grave moral sinfulness of the use of vaccines that are tainted by the grave evil of abortion is to show that just one of the necessary conditions listed by the Vatican is absent. And yet, the first three conditions for morally, moral licity um, have not been met. Let us begin. First, the, mo- the most recent document from the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, CDF for short, um, Uh, Quote, note on the morality of using some anti-COVID-19 vaccines states in point two that, quote, when ethically irreproachable COVID-19 vaccines are not available, it is morally acceptable to receive COVID-19 vaccines that have been that have used cell lines from aborted fetuses in their research and production process. End quote. And thus, the document states as a, ne- as a necessary condition in order for an abortion-tainted COVID-19 vaccine to be morally acceptable to use, no other ethically irreproachable vaccines are available. However, what needs to be clarified is that the moral principle invoked here applies not only to vaccines, but to any therapeutic intervention that would neutralize the COVID-19 health threat in question. To put it more simply, when a safe and effective health intervention that is not tainted by abortion is available to neutralize the health threat, it is sinful to use an abortion-tainted health intervention for the health threat. Thanks be to God. And as attested by hundreds of doctors and scientists from around the world, there are indeed several morally clean, safe, and effective health intervention protocols available which have been proven to be highly effective against COVID-19 in thousands of cases worldwide. And yet, only one available safe, effective, and morally clean health intervention is necessary to make morally tainted vaccines morally illicit to use. For example, safe and affected health intervention protocols include those which make use of ethically produced ivermectin, hydrochloroquine, 
budesonide, uh, quercetin, melatonin, and high doses of vitamin A, C, and D3 with zinc, and other protocols such as MATH+, which have been successfully used by countless doctors, including Dr. Pierre Corey, who testified to the U.S. Senate concerning these life-saving treatments, and Dr. Simone Gold on America's Frontline Doctors. You might take a look at the videos of Dr. Simone Gold um, there about COVID-19. I've seen them, beloved. I don't know that we need to see anything else. Although these doctors are not completely opposed to the abortion-tainted COVID-19 vaccines on moral grounds, as they should, they do make it clear that excellent, safe, and effective alternative treatments for COVID-19 do exist. Other excellent doctors have reported that using natural substances such as quercetin, melatonin, and vitamins, these are over-the-counter supplies, beloved, which are not abortion-tainted, are safe and effective in successfully preventing COVID-19 and greatly reducing its harmful effects, which accomplishes whatever good that the unnecessary abortion-tainted COVID-19 experimental vaccines are claimed to do. God has designed our immune systems in an excellent manner, making sure that our bodies are properly nourished with vitamins and minerals, strengthens the immune system to fight off contagions. If despite doing what is reasonable to maintain a healthy immune system and to use therapeutic interventions that are not abortion-tainted and we get sick and die anyway, then that is part of life. Many people died at a young or old age while Jesus walked the earth, and he allowed it nonetheless. Physical life is not the ultimate good to preserve at all costs. The grace and love of God and the salvation of souls is the supreme good to preserve at all costs and for which we must sacrifice even our lives in order to maintain intact through faithful observance of all God's laws, which includes refusing to accept abortion-tainted products. As a caveat, although you are not obliged to assume a product is abortion-tainted, if you become aware that any particular company produces any of the products mentioned above in a manner tainted by abortion fetal cells, then you must only choose such types of products from companies that research, develop, test, and produce them in a morally good manner that is not abortion-tainted. Another point to consider is that even if a type of a product has been researched or originally developed using abortal fetal cells at some time in the past, that does not of itself make the use of a similar such product produced today by another company immoral. An example to help make this clear is the following. If a morally compromised research scientist were to discover a previously unknown benefit to human cells by performing tests with certain plants or vitamins using aborted fetal cells, 
that would not of itself morally prevent anyone from consuming such plants and vitamins for the sake of the newly discovered health benefit. For instance, another company, not the original, aborted fetal cell research company could produce and sell products using such type plants and vitamins for the health benefit as long as the particular company's own research, development and production, or testing of their product was not abortion tainted. And thus, as long as there is no evidence that a particular therapeutic intervention um, product offered by a company is abortion tainted, then such a product is morally acceptable to use even if a type of substance or product that some other person subjected um, to immoral practices. Oh, beloved, we're going to come up. I probably, I've read to the point that's probably more confusing than helpful. Um, We may not do evil that good may come. And... I think there's plenty of evidence out there that COVID-19 is indeed not a vaccine. It is at best an experimental vaccine, which is causing the lives of thousands and thousands of people, healthy people who die a day or a few days or within a week after taking it and having frightening, damaging uh, side effects. that are ruining people's lives. Um, it is very dangerous. It is still in an experimental stage. It is immoral. I don't know of one COVID-19 vaccine that has not, again, been developed with or tested by um, uh, aborted fetal cells. Moderna claims they're no longer doing that, which is a good thing. Um, uh, hopefully that'll, that'll prove itself to be true. But, beloved, um, the Vatican itself has, um, has convinced us in some of its documents that in uh, very extreme circumstances, we can use aborted, t- abortion-tainted um, fetal cells to save our lives if we're in a position of death. I personally don't understand it. I do not understand. If, if people offer their organs, that's one thing. Upon death, they, do, they uh, donate a liver, a heart, whatever it may be. The, uh, adult fetal cells, that's one thing. But for us to deliberately murder children or use the product of murdered children to keep ourselves alive is just beyond me. I don't understand it. Um, I don't know that God could ever approve that. Um, and I think to do that is to be so um, self-centered, uh, to not care about others, to say, well, they're dead, what's the difference? And at the same time, the Vatican uh, encourages us to not stop fighting the evil of abortion. Well, it seems contradictory to me to not fight the evil of abortion or to fight the evil of abortion by saying it's okay in some cases to use the cells of aborted babies to keep us alive. It 
that's something I don't understand, beloved. Um, Thou shalt not murder. That's one of the Ten Commandments. I think that's the bottom line. So uh, there's our second break, dear ones. And when we return, we'll take your calls, your texts, your emails. Toll free, 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. And we'll be right back. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. several ways to view our programming grid, including at our website, thestationofthecross.com, and on our iCatholic Radio app. Just click the menu icon in the top left portion of our app and select the link to our programming grid. That's at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. Jesus. Hi, this is Joe McLean, host of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show, joining you on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. We'll keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and breaking news stories of the day. That's the Catholic Drive Time, weekday morning, 7 a.m. on the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. We'll see you then. May God love you. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, dear ones, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our half hour together, so feel free to call in with anything at all on your heart. It does not need to be what we are speaking of. The The heart of the matter is the matter of a, your heart. So the toll-free number to call in with anything at all is one 511 5483 or email at mother at We have an email from Martha who writes, Dear Mother Miriam, I have a question I would very much like your help with. You once mentioned on the radio show a long time ago that there was a priest in Long Beach that really does a very good sermon. 
I was wondering if you could, pl- if I could please ask you for his information. I don't live too far from Long Beach, and I'm very interested to get that information. If you could please provide me with it. I once attended a Catholic Mass in the city of San Diego. Years later, I'm still in awe of that sermon. It really touched my heart. I'm so much longing to be able to experience that again. Thank you, Mother Miriam, for any help you can provide me. Love your daughter in Christ, Martha. Thank you, dearest Martha. I well do recall that parish and that priest. The parish is St. Peter Chanel in Long Beach. St. Peter Chanel in Long Beach. Um, The actual... I'm not sure if the actual address is Long Beach or Hawaiian Gardens. I think they border each other. It's about the same area. So it's Long Beach or Hawaiian Gardens. It's St. Peter Chanel. Father Ed Broom, B-R-O-O-M-E, is the priest to whom I referred. But I will tell you that that parish um, has wonderful priests. Um, And you can... um, just feel free to go there and um, um, and you will be fine. They are wonderful and faithful to the church. Um, okay, um, we have a caller uh, on the line. Um, I don't know if um, I don't know if if that caller wants to come on the line um, if um, uh, so someone has just called in and asked the question, the name of the doctor I was talking about, and the fact is the article was written anonymously, and I, I said that right in the beginning because the doctor did not want his name to be a distraction uh, to the article. So um, it's by a doctor but written anonymously. Um, let me just make sure that, um, yeah, so no. Um let me just see this for a moment here um, to confirm. Um, it's not a doctor, actually, but it's a priest, uh, a priest that reflects on the morality of abortion-tainted COVID-19 vaccines. So not a doctor, um, but a priest who uh, purposely wanted to remain anonymous, that his own name would not be a distraction to anyone. Okay. We're going to go to a text um, by Christine, who writes, Hi, Mother Miriam. I've been married almost three years now. My husband is from Europe. I did not know him much before, but our families knew each other. We fell in love, and in a month we got engaged, and then in a few months we got married. Now we are having problems. He is a big smoker. He does not finish his projects that I ask him to. He likes to stay up all night having people over and drink and sleep all day. I told him no more people over, so now he just talks to them on the phone and stays in the garage or his car all night and drinks. I tell him to come to bed. He says in a while, and I fall asleep waiting for him. He lost two jobs in a year and a half because he goes late or calls sick. He keeps saying he's going to change, but he does not. We're having a baby soon. What do I do? Thank you, Christine. Oh, my dear Christine, you're, you're certainly reaping the fruit of um, a marriage that should not have taken place, not at least when it did. 
or as soon as it did. Um, You have not said if you're both Catholic. You have not said if you are practicing. You have not said if you were married in the church. Um, There are so many facts I don't know. Um, you're, you're ordering him to do all these things, but you're not his mother. And um, um, for a wife to be telling her husband all these things is not the place of a wife. Um, you're going to have much trouble, sweetheart. You're, you're going to have a lot of trouble in your marriage. Um, the only thing I can suggest you do at this point is, again, I don't know if you're living the sacraments, I don't know if you're living your faith, but get a book called Why I Became a Priest by, um, um, oh, it's the husband, the the husband of Elizabeth Lesseur, it's the story of Elizabeth Lesseur, who was married to an atheist, I don't know if your husband's an atheist. He's living as if he is one. I don't know what his uh, own thoughts about himself are, but he's living as if God does not exist. Um, And I would get that book because this is a wife who lived as a holy, holy woman of God. And her husband did not convert during her lifetime. Um, But she lived her faith. She kept a diary. And she was a holy saint in the house and loved her husband and respected his role, even though he didn't live it well, um, did not order him around, um, was not about to tell him what to do. And um, when she died, he found her diary and he read it. And she was so consistent in her life with the faith that she claimed that he not only converted and became Catholic, but he became a priest. It's a wonderful book to read and a wonderful life to follow. And I think, Christine, the only thing for you to do is to become a saint overnight, to get a spiritual director, read that book, and become and live your vocation because your husband is not living his, and he may never live it. And if he does, it will. What your holy life is the only thing that will convert him and raise your child to be born as a Catholic. We have an email from Chris who writes, "Hello, Mother. I work for a grocery store that offers the COVID vaccine to customers through their pharmacy. I work on the pharmacy website on the form where people can sign up to get the vaccine." I write the instructional copy for the form that directs people how to use the form and cite. Click here, press this button, etc. I do not write anything at this time that promotes the vaccine and will not if asked. I do not support the vaccine and believe it is immoral due to its use of aborted fetal tissue. However, I am concerned if I am tacitly supporting the use of vaccine because of my job. This is a new task that was added to my duties after the previous writer left the company, and they are not filling her position. Thank you for your guidance, Chris. Um, 
you're going to have to answer that one according to your own conscience. Um, I personally would not do it. I would tell the company that I do not believe the the vaccine is a moral choice, um, no matter the case, that there are other means to fight COVID. Uh, The vaccine has been proven harmful and deadly uh, in in thousands of cases. Um, And it has not been proven to protect someone from the vaccine. Um, all of that. People have gotten the vaccine, uh, gotten COVID after they've taken the vaccine. So if I had your job, dear Chris, I would tell them that I object to the vaccine, to its um, morality, and to using it as a means to protect people even from COVID-19. Even if it were moral, it's yet experimental and has caused much damage. So I would let the company know I cannot be a part of supporting its use. And, and I would say I cannot take on this particular addition to the job. So if they would allow someone else to do that portion of it and just get you off the hook, I would do that. But if not, I would say I cannot do it. And if I needed to look for another job, I would or I would look for another job. Uh, however it is, um, I, I, I cannot impose on you my own conclusions, Chris. I do think it's immoral. I do think it's medically harmful and experimental and um, uh, part of the agenda of the whole reset uh, world economy thinking. So I would, I would stay away from it, Chris. Um, you can express your views to the pharmacy and lose your job, or you can find another job and then quit, or you can, or you can stay. Uh, I think your conscience before God is is the issue there. If you would not take the vaccine because it's morally unacceptable, I would not give people instructions on how to take it either. So. Again, um, Chris, it's, it's up to you. We have an email from Jason who says, I saw a video online in which the Archbishop of Malta used whiskey during Mass instead of the wine. Is this not sacrilege? My goodness, I did not see that. But it is sacrilege, and it certainly would not have been um, um transformed into the body and blood of Christ. To have the Eucharist be valid, you need form and matter. The matter is pure wheat and water for the host and pure wine. Uh, No other substance can be used. Otherwise, it remains, if, if a priest consecrates whiskey, it remains whiskey. If a priest consecrates a rice wafer or anything other than wheat, it remains a rice wafer, and people do not receive the Eucharist. So it is sacrilegious, and it is not the Eucharist. We have an email from Kelly, who writes, Dear Mother Miriam, God bless you, and thank you so much for your lovely radio program. I've been listening to your program for a few months, 
and it's really a blessing and inspiration to my life and has made me appreciate and value my Catholic faith all the more. You are a blessing to all of us, and thank you for your voice of truth and comfort. Kelly, I, I appreciate your, your words and, and your support. Um, I, I, there are many people who are grieved over um, uh, the, the truth and over my speaking it uh, or my speaking it as I do. So um, I'm, I'm glad that it, it's a help to you. Kelly writes, something quite lovely happened this weekend on Monday, shortly after I listened to your live radio program. It was an encore recording from February of last year. Oh, my goodness. During this recorded program, you spoke very fondly of St. Francis de Sales, and I loved your story of how you prayed to the Blessed Mother asking if she could arrange for him to be your spiritual director from heaven. This was really such a sweet thing. Kelly, it it truly was. And there's the music for our break, so I'm going to continue reading your email when we come back from the break. And beloved, um, when we come back from the break, it'll be our last segment. Our lines, phone lines are wide open. You're welcome, as always, to call in with anything on your heart, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener supported. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support and may God bless you and your family. Podcasts of our network-produced shows are free for your listening pleasure at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. Be uplifted in your faith and inspired to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen today at thestationofthecross.com or on our iCatholic Radio mobile app. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustained Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustain life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations 
thank you for helping to save the culture. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved family, to Mother Miriam Live. And our lines are open. We do have one caller waiting, but I want to finish with this uh, email from Kelly, um, who writes, we started just before the break, and I'll just back up to the beginning of the paragraph here, the second paragraph. <clears throat> Kelly writes, something, of, something quite lovely happened this week on Monday, shortly after I listened to your live radio program. It was an encore recording from February of last year. During this recorded program, you spoke very fondly of St. Francis de Sales, and I loved your story of how you prayed to the Blessed Mother, asking if she would arrange for him to be your spiritual director from heaven. This was really such a sweet thing. Although I had heard of St. Francis de Sales prior to your program, I had not read about him as of yet and had not read any of his writings. As you spoke of him, however, I felt a tug in my heart to learn about this saint. When you shared about how the day after you spoke at the conference in Florida, that a young lady randomly asked if you had seen the book The Spiritual Combat, written by Don Lorenzo Scapoli, and upon looking at the back cover, learned that this was St. Francis de Sales' favorite book and that he gave it to every one of his spiritual directees, thus confirming that he accepted your request for him to be your spiritual director from heaven, I was overjoyed. Your story touched my heart and soul, and I love how God works. Kelly continues, shortly after your program, I ended up, I got up, uh, sorry, shortly after your program ended, I got up from my desk to go to the kitchen. Upon exiting the kitchen, I happened to glance downward directly at a small pile of various papers sitting on the table waiting to be organized. I noticed one particular rectangular shaped card that was standing out among the pile of papers, and I felt suddenly inspired to take it from the pile and see what it was. Well, would you believe it, the rectangular-shaped card was, in fact, a bookmark that I had received in a recent mailing from the Salesian Missions with a beautiful prayer printed on it, written by St. Francis de Sales. My heart felt overwhelmed with sudden joy, and I was amazed and thankful all at once. With this occurring only minutes after listening to your program with your story about this saint, I found this so heartwarming. The beautiful words from St. Francis de Sales printed on this bookmark are of great comfort and reassurance, and it really spoke to my soul and brought me great peace. I wanted to share his quote with you and everyone listening to your program, and I pray that we can all take peace from it. The quote from St. Francis de Sales on the bookmark reads, The same, oh, this is a very beautiful and well-known prayer, beautiful. The same everlasting Father who cares for you today will care for you tomorrow and every day. Either he will shield you from suffering or give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace then and put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginings, end quote. 
Kelly, that's a favorite of mine as well. During these uncertain times in our world, Kelly continues, it is so comforting to receive this message from our dear friend in heaven. Praise God for this precious gift, and may it bring us all reassurance of God's constant and never-ending love for all of his children. May we all follow Jesus Christ, our only Savior. God bless you, dear Mother Miriam, with love and gratitude, Kelly. Ah, beautiful, beautiful Kelly. See, St. Francis de Sales has worked in your life as well. Um, I think we have Catherine from Washington on the line. Hi, Catherine. Good morning, Mother Miriam. Uh Hi, dear one, and thanks for your patience in holding on. Yeah, I was wondering, in your opinion, um, what kind of things would you look for or questions you would ask um, in considering... Uh, Catholic school for for children. Oh, that's um, one of the best questions you can ask. Um, well, I would go directly to the school. I would ask number one to see their curriculum. I would not um, uh, send my child to a Catholic school whose curriculum I did not see, whose books I could not look through and read. Um, There are schools that will forbid parents from seeing the curriculum, and if that were the case, I'd keep my child far from that school. So to begin with, I would look at the curriculum, particularly at any form of sex education. Um, If it's not appropriate, I would keep my child from that school or at least from that particular class. Um, I would make sure the school is Catholic because, in my opinion, dear Catherine, to um, have the name Catholic on a school and have that school teach the children what is not faithful to the magisterium of the church, I think is worse than sending your child to a public school because they leave Catholic school and they think they have learned Catholicism, then they leave the church because they have not. And they thought they've tried out being a Catholic and they haven't. So I would I would uh, speak to all the teachers. I would interview the teachers. The, par- the, the, the teachers don't interview the parents. The parents interview the teachers. The parent is the primary educator, dear Catherine, as I'm sure you know, of their child. And if the parent is going to give it, ter- turn the child over to strange hands, even so-called Catholic hands, I would want to know what those teachers believe. So are there specific things on your heart with all that that you'd want to ask or that you'd like um, me to address? <clears throat> um, no, well, um, I just do have a concern that, you know, it might be for a lot of parents, they might, a lot of the parents might not be Catholic. They might just be sending their kids there as maybe a status symbol. That's very true. true. There are in many schools that's true. And I wouldn't let that stop me if it's truly a Catholic school. If the teachers are Catholic and they are teaching what is Catholic, whether it's geography or history or math, they have to be presenting the Catholic faith and Catholic morals. And if they're not, 
I would not send my child there. The fact that there are children of other faiths or no faith that uh, are there is no problem if it's a truly Catholic school. Okay. And then do you have any thoughts on masks uh, protecting children from, you know, seeing people in masks and having to wear masks all day and social distancing at school? Well, um, I would not put a mask on my child and have them wear it all day. I would not do it. I would not do it. If the school requires it, I would not do it. Um, social distancing, it to, to, it, if they want to do a little of that, I, I, then they can do it. But um, I would not have my child wear a mask all day. Um, uh, the, the question is, dear Catherine, if you've got, you have these concerns, and I, I think they're very good ones, um, if it's at all possible for you to homeschool your children, that would be the priority. It would have to be an exceptional Catholic school, exceptional in today's world, I should say, um, for you to make that choice over homeschooling in my, in my heart. Are you at all able to homeschool? I have them this year. Um, there's some challenges coming up in the fall, but I, I'm going to try my best to, to pursue that. If you could, dear one, uh, if you could, did you? Are you on our mailing list? Did you get our newsletter on yes. homeschooling? Okay. Yes. Um, I think in this day and age, uh, I'd have to have a very serious reason for sending my chil- child out, even to a Catholic school, unless it's top notch. Okay, dear one, there's the end of our program. God bless you, Catherine, and we'll speak with you all tomorrow.